0: Hello, and welcome to the Anti-Fragile Tarot Podcast. This is your resident card slinger, Susanna, broadcasting from a shiny new replacement Yeti microphone. I'm pretty excited about this, as the lack of microphone, despite having one that I invested in, was a solid amount of the reason why I was not releasing new episodes. Um, That and, you know, life. So um, I have a few episodes in mind. I would love some more ideas of what you want to hear about, though. So please, please, please feel free to email me, comment on my Instagram, whatever, to give me some ideas of what you want to hear about. But the thing that's been on my mind as I thought about my return to podcasting I say like I was gone for years. The thing that's been on my mind has been spiritual bypassing. Now, this is a term that I am sure you've seen bandying around if you spend any amount of time in online witchy spaces. Now, what do we mean when we say spiritual bypassing? Well... That is probably longer than one quick half hour podcast can cover. But a working definition for the purposes of this podcast will be the mindset of not respecting the greater depth and meaning of different spiritual practices as well as engaging in, uh, unfortunately, to use another buzzword, toxic positivity culture, uh, especially in regards to witchcraft. Now, what do I mean by this? Isn't, you know, good vibes only a good thing? Not really. Um, something to consider is that, and I've talked about this in, in a couple episodes A lot of the primary purpose and utility of a lot of magical workings is self-actualization or working through a problem in your life. Uh, Obviously, this isn't covering other forms of spirituality and practice such as deity worship, Um, but that's also not something that's really something that I focus on in my own work. So um, let's assume here that for, for the purposes of this podcast and the purposes of what I'm discussing, we're talking about things like tarot readings for personal growth, spells to help you know, break bad habits or help get a positive result in your life. Um, that's that's sort of the, the purpose of this. And something else that's often discussed in a lot of magical work, but is also discussed in a lot of uh, psychology, is shadow work. Really making sure to acknowledge the difficult parts of ourselves in our lives and integrate that knowledge and integrate that self so that we can have a better understanding of ourselves and what makes us tick and what we need to improve or remove or avoid to function and thrive and have better self and interpersonal relationships. Okay, so let's assume then that we need to accept that there are things about ourselves that could be improved. Let us also come to this with the mindset that there are things in the world that are not all roses and sunshine. The problem with spiritual bypassing, now there's going to be two major things that I focus on with spiritual bypassing. One of them I've discussed before, which is cultural appropriation. And someone who is prone to spiritual bypassing will care even less about the richness and wholeness of a culture or practice because they're just interested in what they can get from a practice or a deity. They're not interested in... The context in which this is utilized. You know, uh, a common version of that is the oversimplification of uh, Orishas in a lot of uh, African and Caribbean diasporic traditions. You know, there's there's a resource. Oh, you know they're they're great and, and you know they they love they love honey and beautiful things. And a, a friend of mine who is active in ATRs posted a meme. You know everyone everyone loves ocean with her with her honey and her pretty things. What about uh, her castrated goats as sacrifices? So with spiritual bypassing, you're ignoring the context and any potential downsides of work that you're doing. And at best, that makes your work less effective and less meaningful. And at worst, it could have blowback for you energetically. And it's also just disrespectful and rude. And it's generally a good idea to avoid being that uh, unless it's warranted. And if you're, you know, doing magical practice, I don't think that's something where that's warranted at all now the other issue is is just not not acknowledging the potential for negative negative outcomes and harm from work that you're doing and it's ignoring signs that are clearly meant to give you pause and change your path. Something that I think about a lot as a nurse um, is pain. Everyone wants their pain reduced. Not And before you say I'm just coming at this, I have chronic pain issues myself. I have, I have health issues that lead to a lot of pain. Um, everyone wants their pain reduced. But there's two things to be conscious of with pain relief well, I guess three. Addiction um, is one if you're using certain methods. Uh, Number two is that sometimes pain relief can have really, really bad side effects. Number three, pain is a signal. Pain means stop doing this thing or fix this thing, something's wrong. If you reduce the pain that you feel in your sprained ankle, you will keep walking or running or working on that sprained ankle and it will get worse because you're not resting it because you're not listening to that signal that something is wrong let's apply some of that to spiritual bypassing um a meme i saw going around that really triggered this train of thought was uh in my little my little witchy group on facebook um someone posted a a meme which was the tower the three of swords and the ten of swords and it was like oh spiritual bypassers look at this reading and be like big changes are coming you have three important lessons coming your way and look the sun's already coming out over the horizon if you know anything about tarot those are all those those are three of the harshest most difficult cards in the deck particularly the Tower and the Ten of Swords. The Three of Swords is also not a happy fun times card, but I always like to remind people that it's a three and not the ten, you know? It's not the worst pain. It's not this life-ending agony. It just kind of sucks. Now, I will say this. Um, Being able to get something positive and actionable from a more difficult reading is key and it's certainly something that I focus on in my readings partly because I don't want to be the kind of tarot card reader who makes pronouncements on what a person's life is going to be what their course should be based on my reading alone Um, at the same time you know, it's it's also important to to read the room, and if you're reading for someone who can take that that you know very realistic level of you know insight, sure, lay it on them. But if you can tell that you're talking to someone who's emotionally fragile, I'm not saying sugarcoat, but you know, do focus on on some of the the silver linings. You know, for for instance, with the Ten of Swords, have I told people, look, you know, the sun will come out again? Yes. But first I tell people with the Ten of Swords, well, the worst that could happen has happened. And the upside of that is that it can't happen anymore and you can move past it. You can actually get some closure once the Ten of Swords has happened, because it's not hanging over your head anymore. That's the upside of that card. And yes, you can remind people that it's not the end of the world, and the world is is continuing to revolve despite the momentum of this occasion, but you're doing your client's or yourself if you're reading for yourself a disservice if you only focus on the positive aspects of a card that is mostly not positive you know in tarot again very few cards are all good or all bad um there are some cards that are overwhelmingly good you know the two of cups the sun um the four of wands and there's some cards that are overwhelmingly negative. The Tower, the Ten of Swords, Um, the Five of Cups. I guess most of the fives. But you know, those are those are cards that, yes, they have an overwhelming positive or negative association. It's not doing someone a disservice to say, listen, this is this is a tough one. Be prepared for this challenge. But you know, also consider this aspect of it. It is doing a disservice to completely sugarcoat a reading. You know, um, I will say that um, some tarot card readers attempt to circumvent some of the more negative aspects of tarot by refusing to use reversals. I don't see that as spiritual bypassing personally. I think that choosing not to read with reversals is a perfectly valid way of reading. Some decks are not made to be read with reversals. I'm pretty sure the Wild Unknown is one of those. The Toth deck is one of those. Um, if a deck's not made to be read with reversals, obviously you do what you want. Read it with reversals. But even a deck that does have built-in reverse meanings like the rider weight feel free to just do the the upright ones if you're doing it because you feel that the negative card or the reverse cards look at that 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 subconscious little little slip there if you feel that those reversed cards are getting in the way of you getting a clear picture of what the reading is supposed to be or if you're just getting started with tarot card reading and you really want to focus on those upright meanings before you progress to reversals. I mean, those are, those are valid reasons not to use reversals. I like them. I think they provide very important nuance to a reading. But the same can also be said for people who only read majors. And that is also a valid way of reading. For years, I was a majors-only reader. I didn't start reading with major, or with minors until 2013-ish, definitely 2014. Um, but 2013 was maybe when I kind of started. And I've been reading cards since 2003, maybe 2002. Uh, so, you know, that's something to consider. Um, but again if you're only reading with certain cards because or reading a certain way because you think it's going to be more positive that is kind of a form of spiritual bypassing and let's not even get started with people who wholesale remove the negative cards from a deck not playing with a full deck is an insult for a reason um that being said um, it's just, spiritual bypassing in general just means that you're not getting as much from your practice. And I just, I'm not going to tell anyone how to do their practice. I'm not saying you have to go full on dark magic willow in Buffy, only do baneful magic and, and focus on the doom and gloom and, and tell everyone about themselves all the time. No. If your work is primarily, uh, I I have a lot of issues with this phrase, but if if your work is primarily light work and you do a lot of healing and and self-love and positive stuff, there's nothing wrong with focusing on doing positive stuff. But I think that you also have to consider that people want work that is positive because there are things in their lives that are not positive. And by ignoring that, you're doing anyone you're doing work for, and you're doing yourself a major disservice. So get comfortable with that nitty gritty. Get comfortable with how to deliver difficult information if you're doing a reading of any type or you're, you know, letting someone know that you can't do the kind of work that they're asking for. I guess some of this is kind of geared towards doing work for other people, but when you're when you're doing something for yourself, don't only focus on the good things that a, a reading is telling you. Don't and also don't only focus on the negative either. I mean, while spiritual bypassing really is focusing on you know avoiding the the difficult or unpleasant parts of a spiritual practice you know there's something to be said for only being negative only being pessimistic only doing work in an emergency or because of of being reactionary instead of proactive again i'm not here to tell you how to do your practice i'm just saying that i think that you can have much better results if you Incorporate a totality of experience and depth and emotion in your work. So consider that the next time you're you're doing some work. Um, a final note about spiritual bypassing: a lack of education, or research, or experience. In the work that you're doing. Now, everyone has to start somewhere. There is no shame in being a beginner in any aspect of magical practice. There's also no shame in not coming from a magical background. I know everyone wants to say that they've had magic in their families for generations, and maybe I'm especially dismissive of that desire because. I do have, have some family history of, of witchy practices. You know, my mother and my paternal grandmother both had tarot cards that I inherited. So, you know, I, I get that desire, but you're not any better of a practitioner for having family history of it. And you're not any worse for being the only person in your family to have interest And not all traditions are going to have formal education or initiatory rights. Nothing wrong with being an eclectic hedge witch, you know? But there is something to be said for doing a little bit of research before you dive in. Um, Especially if the work that you're doing at all has to do with providing a service to others. I've said before, I think it's really, really important that you have a solid handle on tarot before you start charging for your services. And I'm not saying, you know, letting your friends tip you or when you're, when you're really starting to get into it, you know, even charging a very nominal or donation-based fee for your readings. I don't think there's anything wrong with that system but i'm talking about picking up a deck and then two weeks later charging 50 bucks for a celtic cross like i just that's that's disrespectful to people who have put in the time and effort and i think it's doing a disservice to your clients i'm not here to give you a hard and fast timeline on when you're ready to provide services to other people that's going to vary on a lot of factors it's going to you know, someone who's been studying tarot hardcore for six months, you know, they don't, they don't have a job, they're not in school, they're literally reading books on it and doing practice readings for hours a day, you know, keeping journals and, and making charts. Sure, that person in six months could accomplish more than someone who picks up their cards once a month for two years could do. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you need X amount of time or X amount of readings to start charging people money. That's, that's not where I'm at. But just think about your comfort with the knowledge of a subject before you consider yourself an expert on it. And if you're charging money for work that you're doing for other people, you should have something to back up your your claims to back up your work. If someone asks you questions about your methods and why you do this, and obviously, are you going to give away all of your secrets? No. Are you obligated to tell someone every little detail of what you've studied? Also, no. But you should feel confident that you have studied enough and experienced enough to back up any claims that you make, back up your work, um that you could have hold a discussion with another practitioner and be able to compare methods um now obviously, the magical community is full of big egos and grandstanders and insecure people who will tell you that everything you do is wrong we're not We're not saying you need to be able to convince everyone that you are an expert, but you should feel like you have some expertise uh, you know. I'm slowly starting to consider, um, offering some kind of tarot course. I did do a session of tarot 101 classes a couple years ago. And actually it might've been last year. Time is fake. Okay. And, um, you know, it's important to feel like you know what you're talking about. I I don't even know that I consider myself an expert, which is why I've been hesitant to offer classes. Um, but, you know, unlike, unlike my nurse licensing exam, there's not a real standard for certification. Yeah, there are some tarot certifications. There's some associations. I have my own misgivings with some of those associations. Not knocking them. Not saying anyone is wrong for getting those certifications or, or liking the work that those organizations are putting out. Um, I just have my own reservations about them to the point where I haven't actually sought out those certifications myself at this time. You know, it's it's hard in a, a subculture like this where there isn't a lot of objective, empirical, data and knowledge to draw from it's difficult to quantify your knowledge and it's damn near impossible to prove what we call upg unverified personal gnosis g-n-o-s-i-s that means that it's something that you've experienced that's not cataloged in other pieces of work that exist about these practices. Um, It's something to consider, but there's a difference between feeling confident enough in the work that you're doing and the knowledge you have and the, the amount of work you've put into something that you feel confident in doing it and doing it well and understanding its risks and benefits and pros and cons, and saying, Well, I don't need any of that because none of this matters anyway. You do still need to do some research and do some work to be effective. And I'm sure there are people who are going to argue with me with this idea maybe with me personally who knows and say well i'm i'm a born psychic and i'm a born healer and i'm a born this and i'm a born that you know what many people are born with innate vocal talent great singers off the bat they still benefit from instruction and they still benefit from practice anyone who's a professional singer is still doing practice drills and still learning and has taken lessons So I just, I don't want anyone to expect that any innate abilities that they may or may not have are enough to bypass the need for work and experience. I also don't want anyone to think that you have to have some kind of innate ability to succeed in this kind of work. I don't think that you do. Again, some people would argue with me on this. I don't think that you do. I think that anyone can pick up a tarot deck. And, you know, again, maybe maybe all you want to do is pick up a tarot deck and do a reading with the guidebook every couple months or even once or twice a year. There's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with doing that for yourself. Or even for your friends who want you to do it as a party trick. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't want to knock anyone whose interest in tarot pretty much begins and ends there. But there is a difference between someone who does that and somebody who has spent hours and years and energy and time on doing work and research on their practice because that does carry a weight to it and I again there's nothing wrong with being a hobbyist tarot reader or an occasional witchcraft doer working with deities can get a little trickier again I'm I'm not a hard polytheist at this point in my life I'm definitely on the agnostic side. But, you know, in Judaism, a Jew is a Jew, even if all you really do is go to the high holy day ceremonies. Um, are there hardcore sects that don't consider them Jews? Absolutely. But to most of us, a Jew is a Jew. And the same thing with witchcraft. You don't have to be this hardcore witchcraft is your life all of your books are witchcraft books you know it doesn't have to be your life either for you to be a part of this community but just be very cautious of overrepresenting yourself and your knowledge as far as this goes not only are you doing the community a disservice if if you're presenting yourself especially to other people as some kind of expert but you're doing yourself one because you might be blocking yourself off from knowledge that you don't think you need at this point i still like reading the guidebook sometimes for some of the tarot decks i get i mean it's especially nice if the particular deck that i'm using uh is a little non-standard in any way if it's you know, swapping out suits or is heavily themed, you know, then it's especially helpful to have the guidebook. But even for one that's, you know, pretty straightforward, sometimes I learn new stuff just by looking at the intro to tarot section. Do I need to be reading it? No. It's still nice to do. It's still good to get back to basics sometimes. And... Those are my thoughts on on some of the aspects of spiritual bypassing. So to kind of recap, um, don't dabble in things that are not safe to dabble in. Dabbling can be all well and good for something like tarot or playing with crystals or candle magic, you know? Dabbling, not as great if you're getting into, you know, an African diasporic tradition, um, especially if it's not your cultural heritage. That's, that's a cultural appropriation talk. But, you know, stuff like that. Or um, even stuff like the Lema. You know, I think I don't really do a lot of ceremonial magic because I haven't researched ceremonial magic. And it's not my wheelhouse. And I wouldn't feel comfortable doing ceremonial magic rituals Without that background. So, number one, dabble where appropriate and don't dabble where it's not. Number two, don't positivity wash everything. Don't ignore your shadow self. Don't ignore any warnings that you're getting in your work. You know, if you're doing a working, understand that it could have some unintended consequences. Even something like, you know, I want to be happier at my job. You might get fired from the job you have just to leave you open to one that you want. That could have a lot of unintended consequences. So be prepared for that. If you're spiritually bypassing, you won't be prepared for that as a potential outcome. And you might not do the mundane preparations that you need. So, you know, it's really important to to integrate and, and honor the shadow and the negative aspects of what you're doing. And, you know, number three, do do the work. Get some experience. Don't be afraid of saying, I don't have experience in that, so I'm not going to do that. And don't be afraid of saying, I don't have experience in that and I'd like to, so I'm going to read about it more before I do anything about it. And don't be afraid of saying, these are my experiences And whether or not you recognize them as valid, I have put in time and effort on this. So, uh, if any of you have thoughts on spiritual bypassing, I would love to hear them. Um, I always love emails. My email is antifragiletarot at gmail.com. You can sign up for my Patreon, where you will get Patreon-exclusive videos. Uh, Any substantial work is still going to be on this podcast free of charge. But you will get some short Patreon-exclusive videos if you join my Patreon. And I'm also posting some uh, Astro 101 deep dives over there. I will probably do an astrology podcast after I am done with my Astrology 101 uh, posts on my Patreon. But if you want all the written info and, and any keyword charts I make, that's all going to be a Patreon exclusive, but you can get access to it for as little as a dollar a month. So that part's really nice. And you can chat with me on Discord. It's cool. Um, My Etsy is also back open. I did restrict some of my bigger readings, but there's still a wide variety of readings to get. So I'm antifragile tarot on Etsy. Oh, right. I'm antifragiletarot at gmail.com if you want to email me. And I love hearing from you. Please, please, please tell me if you have ideas for the podcast. I would love to give you what you'd like to listen to. Um, Astrology 101 will be resuming on my Patreon in August, by the way, because I am currently studying for trauma nurse certification. So uh, that's something I need to study a little more urgently than I need to study astrology. But that'll be in the beginning of August. So uh, that'll... That'll leave me free and clear to get a couple posts up. Uh, Now that my microphone seems to be working again, I will also aim to do two podcasts a month. So expect another podcast on August 1st. I'll probably do that right after I finish my class for the day that day. And uh, expect another one August 15th. Please, I would love to have some ideas for them, so shoot them by. And it's been really nice to talk with you all again. I hope you have a witchy and or wonderful day. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye.